Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Songwriters on Process podcast. My name is Benno Papari, and since 2010, I've run the Songwriters on Process website, where you can find more than 200 conversations with songwriters about the creative process. I'm not here to talk about tour stories, band drama, how a band got its name, or favorite foods. My goal is to treat songwriters as writers, plain and simple. This is an intelligent conversation about the writing process between two writers. And today's interview is with Sean Carey, otherwise known as S. Carey, otherwise known as the second longest serving member in Boney Vare. Uh, now, uh, Sean has a new album out. It's called Break Me Open, out April 22nd. And uh, this it's his first solo album since 2018. And there's a lot of really personal uh, songwriting on this. Um, it's certainly a cathartic collection of songs. Um, he created this after really during the confluence of a lot of uh, difficult things going on in his life. His marriage was falling apart. His dad had passed away. And it's also during the formative stages or the, you know, as his kids were growing up and he channeled all of those things into this album. That's a beautiful, beautiful album. Um, and, you know, I think at some point I asked him about his ritual. He doesn't have much of a ritual as you'll hear. I think it's, it's pretty clear just the way he talks. It's a very easygoing conversation there. I think he said his ritual is he just goes with the flow. There's, not much of a, I'm going to sit down and do this kind of thing. It just kind of goes with the flow. And you can hear that, like I said, in, in the way he talks. And this was a very enjoyable conversation uh, for me, certainly. Uh, we talked about going outside. And uh, he said, told me at some point, the stuff I've been through, I would go outside and I would just feel better. And he is the only, I have to go back and double check this, but I think he's the only songwriter I've interviewed who uses fly fishing as a part of his creative process. He's a big fly fisher and just all the things associated with it, the water flowing and the sound and the weather and the, you know, the, all the sensory experiences. So it's a very contemplative time for him. And a lot, a lot of uh, song ideas come to him as he's fly fishing. I've never gone fly fishing. I've only seen pictures and, and heard about Ernest Hemingway doing things like that. And it seems to be a very relaxing pastime because there's a lot of downtime to it, a lot of reflection. And so he uses uh, fly fishing as a way to create songs. Like I said, I'd never heard that before. So anyway, uh, again, this is a very personal um, album for him, given all that he went through when he was writing this. And it really is fantastic. So I hope you enjoy this, my interview with Sean Carey, a.k.a. S. Carey. So the first question I have, I kind of start with is, um, outside of songwriting, how much writing do you do, whether it's journaling or, you know, just kind of various different types of writing, are you strictly a songwriter or is there other type of any kind of prose writing involved? No, not really. <laughs> um, hear my, uh, Wisconsin accent there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wish I did more and I wish I, read more honestly um because i i feel like you know it's like it's for for musicians you know it's the more you listen the more stuff gets internalized and um but no i, I think my yeah i i can't say that i do much writing outside of just working on songs and but that's probably why the lyrics are the last thing and they take me the longest but 
Yeah, well, we'll talk. Yeah, I want to talk about that process later. Do you do you feel like it's important to create in some fashion every day then? Because I do find that songwriters, some of them say, don't force the issue because when you do, things become derivative and others say no. Like you've got to do something every day, even if it's crap, because from the crap, eventually you'll get something. So where do you fall in that spectrum at least? I am definitely more on the side of do it do it when it feels right or when, you know, strike while the iron's hot. But um, then there might be weeks or months where I don't really touch, touch anything. So really, it, just, it comes in waves for sure. And that doesn't cause you any anxiety at all. Just feeling like, geez, it's been a while. Um, you know, when's it going to happen kind of thing? No, it doesn't. I think because I, my role as a musician is like, I have a lot of different roles. So yeah, songwriting is one of them, but um, at any given time, you know, I'm producing other people's records or getting ready for tour or on tour. And so it's sort of like I can pick up a different musical hat every day, whatever, whatever I need to do. And so, yeah, some, sometimes the songwriting part gets, gets pushed to the side. Um, which is fine. I kind of like that in a way where it's, it's, um, it's less pressure and it's, I can just sort of do it when I'm fully inspired. Yeah. That's, that's interesting take. Cause I do find me again, I've interviewed songwriters who've been writing for, yeah, I've gone back to geez, like, uh, John Oates, John Oates from Holland Oates. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of the people have been around for a long time and those, the people that have been around the longest that say, no, you have to, you know, you've got to work through it. Um, but mm-hmm. then there are some that say, you know, and I just heard this yesterday uh, from an interview that I did. And the phrase is, you know, filling the well, kind of waiting until you've got enough things to write about in the first place to be able to write about them. Um, mm-hmm. But you, uh, but I'm guessing though, that with all the other things that you do, the people you play with and the producing and all that kind of stuff, I guess that, I would imagine on some level that's comforting because you've got enough things coming in being Mm -hmm. around other inspiring people. Maybe that would make you less anxious, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, yeah, I like, I like doing different stuff. Um, it, it makes everything else, you know, keeps it fresh. Yeah. Even Um, some days where it's like, I'll do, you know, I'll be like, working on a record during the day and then I'll go straight into like playing jazz drums at a restaurant. (laughs) Um, it's kind of fun to just ride the, ride the musical wave and just sort of be in that, that state of creativity. Yeah. So I, I stopped long ago asking the question, what comes first, the lyrics or the music? Because I feel like that's always the the cliche right. question, right. but you did bring it up, so I feel like we've <laughs> got to talk about that. I wasn't going to go there, um, but so it's uh, is there a lot of a you said the lyrics come last? So is that something that you comes last as part of your process, or I guess do you put it off because that's the least favorite part? If that makes sense, uh, probably both. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. My, I mean, my process is it's, it can be different, but usually it, you know, it's sparked by some sort of musical motif and 
the vocals and maybe some semblance of lyrics come after that. And, um, but like actually finishing lyrics with, you know, stuff that I feel strong about sometimes takes, takes a while, takes some editing and just sort of sitting with, with the song for a while. So yeah. So the music typically comes first then. Yeah. Usually. Are you mixing and matching? I find that a lot of songwriters tell me they've got a bunch of music ideas here, a bunch of lyrical ideas here. And sometimes they see, Oh, this goes with that. Or do they all, are they always together? Usually together. I can think of one, one song where I actually like wrote the poem or lyrics first and just had that. And then later um, this piano part came out and I just sort of, yeah, mashed them. And I was like, Oh, that actually works perfectly yeah. but but besides that it's um i don't have a bunch of lyrics laying around i have sort of some you know odds and ends lines that i like or notes that i can compile and look at but they usually you know those they sometimes work but i feel like the best lyrics are are when you're finally inside the song and in the moment and um stuff just comes out that you didn't have laying around that you just, you know, it's coming from someplace else. Yeah. Do you, um, when you, I'll get back to the lyric writing in, in a minute, but as far as the inspiration, do you get a lot of song ideas? One of these, do you ever think about when these ideas happen? You know, whether it's because you overhear something or you see a billboard or when you're on tour or something like that, do you ever think about, and maybe it doesn't matter, but I always feel like it helps me to know when my inspiration comes. Cause maybe I can get back there to that place again. But do you ever right. think about when these ideas come to you? Like, are they coming to you when you're in public places and you hear people or, you know, I, I interviewed uh, Britt Daniel from spoon like a month ago and he said, he loves to go to a bar and just kind of like sit there with, I think you said he has, he sits there with the laptop and like listens to conversations and he tries to, you know, and I'm thinking, gosh, imagine seeing this guy in the corner listening to people, but that's what he likes to do and listen. So does that ever happen to you? Any excuse to go drink at a bar, right? <laughs> right. Well, that's the other it's thing. A, it's there. a work expense. <laughs> right. um, exactly. <laughs> Not necessarily the bar thing, but but how often do those right. do, do does inspiration come because of external, uh, you know, ideas? I don't think very often. I think at least, especially with this new record, um, you know, it's very personal and yeah, um, so it's more just, you know, finding those moments where I feel inspired or need a need to be cathartic and then just like getting in the musical zone and seeing what, what comes out. So yeah, I think more, more from within. And, you know, you tackle some pretty tough topics on the latest album and some pretty personal topics is it different? Is the process different between when you need to write and then when you want to write? I think the two different things, right? I mean, wanting to write, be like, right. yeah, I feel like writing today, but I don't have to. But then there are times we feel like I've got to sit down. I need to get this out. Mm-hmm. Is that process, the actual writing process, is it different between those two? I think so. I think 
you know, when you need to get something out, um, yeah, I think it's just has, has a different level of, of depth that affects the whole song and what it's going to sound like and even how you sing it. Do you, with those, the songs that cover those, you know, I guess very personal events and things like that. Um, do you do less revising to those because you feel like that first take that first pass at the lyrics was probably the most authentic. Um, and I don't want to touch them or do you revise regardless? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, I think I lean more towards revising regardless. I think just cause not to, I, I kind of wanted to make sure I wasn't like masking or cloaking things too much and just sort of, you know, laying stuff out there. Um, but there's, there's always room to sort of tweak things a little bit just to, you know, make sure they sound right or flow right or that they're not too cheesy. That's <laughs> yeah, always like a line. I feel like I'm walking. Um, cause I like, you know, simple and beautiful, but it's, it's real easy to go cheesy. I hear that a lot. The, the word cheesy, I hear a lot too. And I've always wondered what is, what is the litmus test for cheesiness? Do you, is it when you sing it and you go and you cringe? Like I've heard people have talked about various, how they have that test of, oh yeah, this wouldn't work. Um, right. Cause I think it is a fine, I don't know. Is there a kind of test that you have to think, yes, this is, this is bordering on cheesiness. I probably shouldn't include this. It's just, it's just a gut feeling, you know, it's just like, yeah, I think, I think you kind of hit on that point where it's like you even looking to the future, like, am I going to be at a show and be embarrassed to sing this or something like that? You know? Yeah. I think I've heard that too. People are managing themselves on stage. Like it's one yeah. thing to do it by yourself, but then doing it in front of people, well, will will they go? Oh yeah. Um, so are you revising for sounds for words? Like what is them curious? What is that revision process like? Um, uh, what do you revise for? Yeah. I mean, I think both, I think, you know, looking at lines and being, being like, Hmm, I, you know, is there a different way to say that that might be more evocative or or that might flow better with the melody? That that's probably one of the most important things. Is like what melodies am I hearing in my head, and how how do the words sound within those shapes? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about that ritual. I have a writing ritual. Um, that works for me as far as like time of day, place, things I have to have with me. I think that's important, whether it's a confidence thing, who knows? For example, like I always write in this chair, but I revise in the chair behind me. Okay. I don't never write and revise in the same place. You know, I just find I need someplace different or I'll go somewhere else. I just won't rev write and revise in the same, in the same chair. Um, but how important is a ritual time of day, place, things you have to have with you? Uh, to get a good writing session done and in, in any, you know, whether it's, well, I guess let's talk lyrics, but um, how important is that having a, a, a ritual to your process? Um, I don't really have a ritual, honestly. Um, I would yeah, say my, 
my songwriting style is pretty casual. Um, I, I use voice memo a lot on my phone. So, you know, you get an idea and it's, yeah, it's really nice. Like, you know, some of these songs, one of them, I looked back at the original voice memos from 2014. (laughs) Wow. They sit around for a while and it's just sort of like, it wasn't a song then, but it was some chords and some melody that I was like, Oh, that's nice. And then, you know, you sort of forget about it and then come back to it or keep it on the, on the list of long-term to-do list. Um, okay. But hold on. Let me ask you something really quickly because okay. I, because this comes up a lot. And I'm fascinated. So between now and 2014, that was eight years ago, there's gotta be like hundreds, if not thousands of voice memos between, you know, from the past eight years, how did you pick that one? Like, is there, you know, is there an organizational system? Um, some songwriters are like fastidiously organized down to Excel spreadsheets. Um, but I, I, my whole thing is like, you have so many voice memos. How are you organizing those? And how did you go back to that one? I, I, I'm fascinated by that, what you said. Yeah. I'm not organized, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, just every few months, whenever, whenever you're kind of in that zone of listening back to them, you just listen back and you, you kind of make notes and make playlists. And, you know, then you have a, a folder of just like, Oh, these are cool ideas. I can imagine them turning into something, but, but they're nothing yet. And there's, there are a bunch in there still. Um, but it's sort of that, it's like a, you know, filter, triple filtered, quadruple filtered, where it's like, you go back to it, you know, every so often you're like, it still sounds good. It's going to, I think it needs to be something. Um, and which song was that? That was a song on the new album. then. this one from 2014, which song so was that? That was the last song. Crestfallen. Okay. Yeah. And then had you listened to it before, like several, many times and just something it never clicked, or was this the first time you'd heard it in many years? Listen, listen to the, the voice memo a bunch, but, um, you know, I finally, you know, I had, I had a lot to write about, you know, like we talked about early earlier. And like, I thought that that tone of an idea would, would really work well with, um, the stuff I was going through. So then I learned the, relearned the chords and then um, you know, just put new lyrics to, to those initial melodic ideas. So you knew it was going to be somewhere. It wasn't, it wasn't like you were listening to it constantly and, and there was a eureka moment. It was, this is going to go somewhere. I just need the right lyrics to fit with it at some point. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I have um, some other ones like that too, that are, that are still laying around, but more, maybe more instrumental ideas, but yeah, that, you know, you, part of my process too is like, in that filtering thing and the filtering process is like just listening to stuff a lot. I think one thing I do is, you know, kind of make these little playlists of ideas that I like, but aren't really anything. And then just listen to them a bunch and, and try to try to imagine if they can turn into something or not, or maybe they're just nice to listen to, you know? Yeah. Uh, um. So back to the ritual though. 
is there a time of day when you tend to get your best writing done or does that not matter? Or even a, like a room in the house, is there, or does, do those. So, it, yeah. For at least for this, um, the new record, I, I think my best writing for, for lyrically would come kind of late at night, like, um, lights pretty low glass of wine or two and uh just sort of getting in that that state that seemed to be the most um inspiring time to sort of go through go through lyrics and do edits and come up with new new things listen to stuff yeah okay so when it comes to to writing in general when it comes to writing about, I mean, Ernest Hemingway said that he could never write about Paris when he was in Paris. Mm-hmm. He always needed distance to be able to write about something. And so I want to expand that to the idea of emotions, right? Um, do you need distance to be able to write about a difficult event, emotion, um, or is it most effective? Are you more effective as a writer writing about it in the moment or right after it happened? I think more in the moment, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Just sort of when you can really, really feel it is when stuff rises to the surface. Yeah. What was the easiest, what was the easiest song on the new album was, did one, does one song stand out as being the easiest one to write? Hmm. That's could be question. whether it was, couldn't maybe not necessarily the shortest, but just was the easiest. I think, um, hmm, that's tough. I, I think the title track "Break Me Open" um, lyrically, music actually musically was fast, and then lyrically was fast too. I, I, uh, I wrote. I think I wrote almost all the lyrics outside, just like sitting under a big tree. Um. And yeah, it was just one of those moments where, you know, they all kind of came out rather quickly and musically the same, sort of the same thing where like, you know, one, one evening and it kind of had the structure of the song. Do you find that going outside makes a difference, makes you more effective uh, cause I hear that too. And, it, and a lot of songwriters I've talked in the past couple of years, you know, there's been this mass exodus from New York city, yeah. to upstate New York. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is, does the change of environment, um, you know, going from inside to outside, do you notice that makes you a better writer or the lyrics different when you're, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to overthink this, but when you're in nature, does that make a difference? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I love being outside. I love um, fly fishing and hiking and hunting and um, anything outside. And I think, you know, the stuff that I went through the last couple of years, um, I would go outside and it would, it would just feel better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like it was very healing um, just to be out there. So um Definitely. I, you know, as much as there's a lot of negative things about 
smartphones, it's really nice <laughs> to be out there and be able to just, oh, here's a lyric idea. Here's a melodic idea. That's uh, a great camera. <laughs> right, right, right. Everything. Um, yeah. What about the role of movement? Because a lot of songwriters uh, talk about the role of movement, how many song ideas they get when they're walking. So there's a couple, there's a couple ways we can talk about this. There's the, there's the movement of the walking, the biking, the hiking, the running, where you're actually locomoting, I guess is the word. Um, And a lot of songwriters and and artists, not just, not just songwriters, a lot of writers talk about how they use that as a way to kind of get out of ruts. Um, Writers block, or even if they're not blocked, how many ideas come to them when they're, when they're, when they're moving. And I hear that all the time. And then mm-hmm. there is the, and this is, I think, a little more pandemic focused, that people have told me how many song ideas that come to them when they're doing mundane activities inside, ironing, vacuuming, mm. cleaning, <laughs> washing dishes, chopping vegetables. There's something about when you're doing that mundane activity, the, un- the I guess, the unconscious brain kind of takes over when you're doing something that requires absolutely no thought. So I guess it's a two-parter. Um, how much do those things play a role in your process? Um, definitely walking um, sometimes is is really great. For me, probably more driving around, um, either listening to demos. Um, yeah, listening to demos. Um, thinking of lyrics uh yeah driving is really important and usually it's you know driving to fishing spots or something like that <laughs> but um isn't that interesting though that maybe driving is more effective than walking like why wouldn't walking you know you mentioned driving immediately but it would seem that if you're why wouldn't walking be effective too right yeah because I, I, I hear know. driving a lot too i mean i do hear that all yeah. the time yeah I don't know why I think, I think because you're going faster, um, it's just a little more like cinematic where walking is, um, I don't know, just, I think walking, I equate to like listening to podcasts and then driving (laughs) is more music based. Yeah. Well, also I think, like you said, things are going by. Mm-hmm. When people, when you're driving, cause I just, I hear buses, you know, buses, vans, cars, whatever, when you're driving, you're seeing, right. It's like a cinema, you're seeing ideas possibly go by. Um, and so I can see that too. Um, I'm, I'm interested in the fishing. Cause I've just, I, that you could be the first person that actually has mentioned fishing, um, as part of the process, which I think is awesome. Um, do you get song ideas sit, uh, now? Is this fly fishing? Cause I'm picturing like the Ernest Hemingway, the in the river, you know, that he's written about endlessly. So just that fly. And I've, I've never fly fished. It's been years since I fished, but I know it's a different type of fishing. So mm-hmm. is that act itself a very meditative uh, act um, and a source of creativity ever? Oh yeah. All the time. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's church. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're standing a lot of times in the water. It's flowing past you. Uh, the sound of it, the attention to detail, the 
awareness of everything around you, whether it's um, below the surface, above the surface, the weather. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I have written lyrics while fishing, um, but probably more importantly, like the, the, those themes have entered my lyrics more than a lot, of, probably a lot of other songwriters, but yeah, just like the, the beauty and the power of, of all that, the connectedness. And for me, like I get ideas when I'm running, I'm a big runner. And whenever I feel like I'm in a, some kind of rut, maybe stuck in something I'm writing, I use that like as an odd mm-hmm. comfort to know, knowing that, oh, when I go out for a run today, I'm probably going to work through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it is, it's, it's energizing. Oh, this'll work. Just give me a few hours. Once I go on that run, I'll work those problems out as I'm running. So do you, do you ever see fishing as that, as just not as a byproduct, but actually as a way to be creative? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's a difference totally. there to be like, I'm going to go fish cause I'm in a rut. And I think this is going to, I'll be able to work through these things. Yeah. At least you can at least use it as an excuse <laughs> right, <laughs> to get exactly. out there, but uh like going to a bar um but yeah yeah definitely i think yeah doing something like that like running like fishing like walking i mean you're going to come back in a different headspace right and then then you're you know hopefully going to just be more open to whatever you need to to do yeah and that's often what i hear also is that it's not the it's not the actual act. It's what that it's the headspace that puts you in afterwards. Totally, and that makes sense. Um, okay, a couple more questions. One: Are you a pen and paper person or a computer person when it comes to lyrics? More computer. Oh yeah. Okay. I was I, I figured <laughs> that based on the direction that this topic was going. Um, I do have little notebooks around, and I do use them for things. Not usually for lyrics. I think just because it's harder to edit, but more for oh, really this. Yeah. You don't, you don't think that, that because I've heard also that pen and paper means that you never, nothing gets deleted. And so you always can see those ideas that may have been horrible then, but they look a little better now, even, you know, they're still there. I've gotten good at, you know, copy, copying all the raw stuff and then, you know, trying to finalize lyrics, but always have all the, you know, I'm not, I'm not deleting anything because you yeah. never know. You never know when that. I know. Exactly. All right. Last question. Then what was the, we talked about the easiest song. Was there a song on the album that stood out as being the one that was the most challenging that maybe you wanted to give up on, mm. um, but that you pushed through and you're glad that you did. I mean, there's gotta be some song on there that was just a real, for whatever reason was just difficult to finish. I think um I think the song Waking Up probably um it was just sort of the challenge or the I guess the hesitation was just like it was it's just the hardest um emotionally and personally to to share I think um and so it was just you know, figuring out like, okay, do I want to, do I want to go there or not? <laughs> yeah. Were there um, times when you said, I'm, 
maybe I shouldn't, this shouldn't happen? Or is, did you want to see it through from the beginning? There were definitely times, I think with this record as a whole, um, where it's just, it's, yeah, I definitely like second guessed myself, just like, do I want to expose myself that much? Um, but almost always, you know, I thought that I wanted to and needed to, and um, yeah, just, I'm not, I'm not the most like outgoing uh, person. I'm a little quieter, shyer, and it's hard to, you know, expose yourself to lots of people that lots of strangers, but I think, you know, the best art is, is that. So, um, I think it's important and it, and so far it's felt, it's felt fine. Felt good. Yeah. And that's it for the latest episode of songwriters on process. Don't forget, you can find all of my interviews with over 200 songwriters on my Songwriters on Process website at songwritersonprocess.com, going all the way back to 2010. You can read them, watch them, or listen to them. So until next time, thanks for listening.